In the last 10 years, as conversations around climate change and social issues have taken center stage, there's been a huge change in the way people approach work, especially younger generations. Look at any job listing now, and you'll probably see the same term pop up virtually everywhere. Purpose-driven agenda. That's Deloitte CEO Kathy Engelbart in an interview with CNBC. So we all know millennials and now the digital natives, the Gen Z or what I heard referred to as Gen D the other day, digital native. They're all looking for purpose-driven, civic-minded, socially responsible companies. That interview was five years ago and the trend hasn't gone away. Increasingly, companies are factoring sustainability and ESG risk assessments into their decision-making. And that includes hiring purpose-driven professionals that can establish their organizations as leaders in sustainability. Case in point, a recent study showed that the number of companies appointing chief sustainability officers jumped from 9% in 2016 to 28% in 2021. At the same time, the startup ecosystem is seeing a rise in sustainability-oriented companies. Climate tech was the fastest growing investment vertical in Europe in 2021. 13% of all European venture funding went to climate tech startups. So it's clear that sustainability and mission-driven work is important, but who is guiding the way? I'm Curtis File, Editorial Manager with Morningstar Sustainalytics, and your host for this episode of ESG in Conversation the podcast where we ask big questions about ESG and use interviews, research, and storytelling to uncover the answers. In this episode, we're joined by sustainability experts from Sustainalytics, the healthcare sector, and the world of sustainable startups to answer the question, what does it take to be a sustainability leader in 2023 and beyond? Five years ago, Joseph Hill happened to see an advertisement for a startup competition in Seoul, South Korea. It was a competition sponsored by the United Nations, looking for startups that could help achieve the UN Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs. And then he had a eureka moment. What if he could help reduce the energy used to heat and cool buildings? So I essentially just locked myself in my room for a weekend and uh, I created a PowerPoint presentation and I submitted it to the competition. And I was one of the only um, conceptual level teams selected worldwide. Uh, so that's kind of the genesis of how it started. And I've just been kind of pursuing it ever since. And with that, his company Zephrame was born. So we are a company that makes a building management system plugin. And what that means is it's a piece of software that plugs into the main building software that most modern buildings have. And this building management system controls everything in the building from hot water to heating and cooling to lighting, security, fire, uh, you name it. But the problem is a lot of our building technologies have become quite efficient, but heating and cooling is one area where it's, it's not. It's incredibly power hungry and it creates a lot of emissions and we haven't really done anything to control that at a large building scale. So our plugin here at Zephrame uses uh, AI to collect building data to ensure that circulation systems only send heated or cooled air to where people actually are or even where they will be predictively and not to where they're not. Um, and essentially, we're not wasting heated or cooled air, which makes a drastic amount of energy red reduction and emissions reduction. His idea eventually took him to Techstars London, 
one of the largest pre-seed investors in the world. As the founder of a sustainability-focused startup, Joseph has learned a lot about what young companies need to do to lead on sustainability. I think a startup that is formed in you know today's day and age should really focus on sustainability holistically. Uh, they should focus on where their supplies are coming from, where it's going to, and how even the people will use it um, in the lifespan of their product once in their consumer's hands. Whereas if you look at a lot, a lot of the legacy incumbent companies that have been around for a while, let's just take, for example, um, a hardware manufacturer that makes laptops. When you buy the laptop, they are no longer responsible for anything with do, to do with that laptop, um, except for you know their extended warranty, whatever. But uh, once you have it as a consumer, uh, whether it goes into you know a landfill or it goes into the hands of another person as a pre-loved product, it doesn't matter to them. And I think that lack of accountability is just a horrific thing. To build a truly sustainable company from the ground up, Joseph says that founders should be asking three key questions. I think that they need to be asking, um, how will my company be held accountable? Uh, and this could be either self-governing or it can be done by local or large-scale government. And I think it should be a combination of both. And I think that we need to kind of ask the second question, how are we going to make sure that growth is uh, sustainable? It's not only about sustainability for the planet, but also sustainable business growth. Um, because with our current way of operating, uh, that is simply not sustainable from an actual business standpoint. And then I think the third question that uh, we need to ask about sustainability as companies is how can we be supported more? Because I'm uh, just from my personal uh, journey, I found it very, very hard for anyone to really care about this kind of concept of what I'm doing. Because again, not very sexy uh, in terms of what we're doing. We're just do making uh, kind of a generational efficiency increase for heating and cooling, and no one cares about that. So how can we get the support that we need? That support, in the form of dollars from investors, can be hard won for startups. It's not always easy to communicate the impact a niche product can have. But investors are increasingly facing pressure to ensure that their money is funding sustainable growth. And Joseph says investors have to start thinking about the long-term impacts. I think that they need to be thinking about um, companies going forward, whether they're incumbents or whether they're startups, will need to have a solid sustainability plan in place. Uh, if not, then as the planet gets worse and worse, companies could be held more uh, accountable for that. And if they aren't investing in people who care about that or who are developing in that direction, then they will suddenly have a lot of wasted money because those companies will not be feasible. Other sustainability experts agree with him. And more than just having a sustainability plan, they say... Sustainability needs to be part of everyone's job. That's Eileen Buckley from Stryker, a medical device and equipment manufacturer. My name's Eileen Buckley, and I'm Vice President of Corporate Responsibility at Stryker. Just as Joseph noted, Eileen says that corporate sustainability requires a holistic approach, and she identifies three key considerations for corporate leaders. When we think about sustainability leadership for companies. I think the first would be aligning sustainability to the company strategy and mission and good support from the top. Um, second, I would say integration and innovation. So integrating this work across the organization, but also looking for ways to innovate so that it is a growth driver and a, a business driver. And then finally, communicating on progress and, and really building that accountability through transparency. 
But achieving integration of sustainability across an organization like this requires asking your team some tough questions. So one thing that our team asks each other a lot is how does this, whatever program, activity, investment, how does it or how will it deliver growth or value to our business or, or where we are heading? Another question that comes up is, have we engaged the right internal stakeholders? Going back to the change management and bringing everyone along on this journey, uh, evolving folks' mindset uh, as we all work to think more circular and more sustainably for the future. How will our efforts be measured is something we think about a lot. We want to be treated as, as one of our businesses. So how are we delivering measurable KPIs in a really smart way? Um, and then I would, I, I'm not sure if this is five, but I guess the last one I'll, I'll throw out is, are we anticipating our stakeholder expectations, including customer expectations around sustainability? And are we gonna be prepared to meet those expectations? Meeting those expectations means being genuine about your path towards sustainability. I think it's being authentic about your roadmap Again, to me, this is about driving business value. So why are we reducing waste? There was a huge cost savings opportunity. It, it just makes sense from a shipping standpoint, from a customer usability standpoint. So that's why you would reduce waste um, if you're a business person, right? Um, so you can say the same thing about innovation. And, and why would you maybe switch out to pallets that are ocean recycled plastic, they're also more durable. So innovation and driving growth through sustainable practices. On the other hand, I think being authentic. So we have not, for example, put out a net zero goal yet. We want to make sure if or when we do that, we know how we're going to get there. So we want to be really authentic about that. So that's kind of what I think of. We want to be very true to our word as we put out goals. And I think that's important as we think about sustainability leadership. This type of authenticity and an appreciation for the importance of the bottom line is becoming even more important. Corporate leaders want to ensure they're making smart, business-driven decisions to ensure they integrate sustainability in a way that makes sense to investors. Getting companies to make positive changes for sustainability is certainly a lift. That's Morningstar's Gabriel Presler. My name is Gabriel Presler, and I'm the Global Head for Enterprise Sustainability at Morningstar. She echoes a lot of what Eileen and Joseph have noticed in their work, but with an eye for how investors view corporate sustainability. Sustainability leaders need to work across the organization to get a clear sense of how investment in sustainability contributes to value creation. And that means they need to speak the language of their colleagues. So for legal colleagues, the language is risk. For finance, the language is risk and value creation. For human resources, the language is employee engagement. They need to provide investors with a very clear sense of how sustainability gets operationalized across the firm. And then there needs to be for investors a very clear language and a shared understanding of the role of sustainability measured by ESG data and how it ties to the firm's mission. As ESG data gets better, it's becoming more important for companies and investors to integrate it into their decisions. Principles that lead to sustainable business models and durable workplaces are measurable. They are measured with ESG data. And as we said before, while we hear a lot of noise about ESG data, this data set has progressed materially in 15 years. It's comparable, it's relevant, it's reviewed, um, and it's getting 
more and more widely available. So you can feel really comfortable taking a clear look at the material ESG issues that firms in your industry face. You can figure out which ESG issues have the potential to impact business over the long term, and you can take the time to identify the most important stakeholders and then measure and be transparent that, about that over time. Once they understand the data, sustainability teams can then set strategic priorities. They need to figure out which ESG issues have the potential to impact business over the long term. They have to take the time to identify which material issues are most relevant to their stakeholders. And they've got to understand what research firms think about relevant industries and comparable firms. These kinds of materiality assessments allow us to understand the ESG issues that could have a significant effect on the enterprise value of companies. And that might be on you know, value drivers, revenue growth, the overall context in which we operate. Um, the framework will allow businesses to build strategies in their most material areas, commit to transparency through reporting and disclosure, and then implement time-bound goals. Communicating about those goals and progress towards them is becoming an increasingly central skill for sustainability professionals. Communication is a top three leadership skill for sustainability officers. It's critical that we learn how to educate and communicate internally. And that means that we're starting to understand the importance of getting the language right very soon and very fast. This is where marketers and internal coordination can help in any age of information. We can't expect people to do the hard work of reading reports and understanding terms that are not actually uniformly defined. And then externally, this is one domain where I don't think we need to fear coopetition. Issuer, issues like equity and climate are big systemic challenges and they require whole industries moving in concert. So the importance of communication and a shared language is just key. That spirit of cooperation is one echoed by all the sustainability experts we talk to. Whether you're an investor or a corporation or even a consumer, we're all facing a lot of the same sustainability challenges. So perhaps the most important thing to note for leaders moving forward is that we can only solve these problems by working together. Eileen says it best. I'm really grateful to work in this profession where practitioners like myself, like Gabriel at Morningstar, you know, many of us are very, are very good friends and can kind of find our way together because whether we're looking at technology, whether we're learning new reporting frameworks and standards or um, learning new technologies as new you know, solutions come onto the market, we are on this on this new journey together uh, because this is a newer space. It hasn't been around that long, but it's an important one. We're doing important work. And so I think it's important that we come together to, to solve these massive issues in many cases. So it's an exciting area and we have work to do and we'll, we'll go farther together. That's it for this episode of ESG in Conversation. If you'd like more information about trends in corporate sustainability and sustainable investing, head over to the Resource Center at sustainalytics.com. 
There, you can check out our 2022 corporate ESG survey report. Stay tuned later this fall for the 2023 update, which will feature even more insights about the future of sustainability leadership. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics you'd like to learn about, please email us at podcast at sustainalytics.com. Thanks to Joseph, Eileen, and Gabriel for joining me and providing their insights. Copyright 2023 Sustainalytics, all rights reserved. Sustainalytics does not assess current market trends, legal or regulatory developments, but only opines on recent ESG-relevant developments. The information and data contained herein are proprietary of Sustainalytics and or third-party content providers. These are intended for informational, non-commercial use only, and may not be copied, distributed, or used in any other way, including via citation. These do not constitute an endorsement of any product or project, nor investment advice or expert opinion, are not part of any offering and do not constitute an offer or indication to buy or sell securities and have not been submitted to nor received approval from any relevant regulatory bodies. Sustainalytics assumes no responsibility for the reliability, completeness, or accuracy of any opinion provided herein and makes no representation or warranty as to any of the information, including without limitation, any representation or warranty that the information or any portion of it is accurate, complete, or suitable for a particular purpose. Neither Sustainalytics Morningstar nor its content providers are responsible for any damages or losses arising from any use of this information, and use is subject to conditions available at www.sustainalytics.com forward slash legal dash disclaimers. Music